whenever you're ready. All right. Welcome to I Know the Owner, a podcast where bar people talk bar stuff. I'm Charlene Wellington, the owner and host, and I'm here with my guest, Ashley Atkinson. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Charlene. Welcome. It's so nice to see <laughs> you. It's good to see you, too. I feel like we sh- we could have just, like, kept our conversation going, and then, oh, yeah. like, whatever part whatever part of it <laughs> becomes the podcast, we'll... we'll right, be- just fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. But I do have a story to tell you, like, okay. right off the bat, which right. is that I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I had, I was actually like the perpetrator of a, I know the owner moment Oh, at one of your places <laughs> and I didn't mean to. Awesome. Um, Tell me. Which was that, um, we were, Leon and I went for our wedding anniversary. Uh-huh. Uh, we were like, it was the first time we had sort of gone out. We had and Leon's gone your out. husband. Leon is my husband. <laughs> um, and it was the first time we had gone out since we got sick in March, right? So okay. we were like, okay, we're going to go outdoors and have beverages somewhere for our wedding anniversary. And you had coronavirus. That's yes. what you mean. Yes. Uh, Leon and I had coronavirus in March. Before it was cool, we are the ultimate <laughs> COVID hipsters. <laughs> Um, I'm very proud of that. I also managed to give it to country music star Sturgill Simpson, which I'm very proud of. Oh, no. Um, I didn't no, give it to fine. anybody good. He's totally fine. Thank God. <laughs> I would not be proud if it, like... Yes, of But, course. like, I don't think he gave it to anyone, and I think... Anyway. And you were our COVID guides. Because oh, good. Because you had posted that you guys had it, and we were like, okay, did this happen? Did this happen? Did this happen? Right. And so you were... I was like, all right, they've had it longer than us, and they're still okay. We're still okay. It's going to oh be okay. God. And I hope you were like... and I I think we're in better shape than they are because you definitely are because you guys are fantastic and, fit and gorgeous. Um, anyway, go on. Uh, but so uh, in May we were like we're gonna go out mm-hmm. and and have beverages and outside obviously yes, be of very course. responsible and be outside. Um, and we went to Minnie's and uh, we were looking and you have these gorgeous outdoor bulbs, right? Yes. And it had rained. And water had collected, uh, I thought water had collected in the bottom of those bulbs. Yes, it had. But it was gorgeous. Thank you. And I was like, it's gorgeous. Is it safe? Do they realize? (laughs) And so it was like this moment of like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's creating these beautiful circles of light. Mm -hmm. Is it going to electrocute us though? And I was like, well, you know, and I said something and I was like, well, Charlene and your, um, I I believe your partner Uh over there, um, was describe him there um <laughs> adorable and friendly uh that could dark be either haired. i know that could be either i know right um i'm struggling um gosh was he brown yes <laughs> lewis yeah oh gosh Unless yes brown or white it's brown or lewis <laughs> it is lewis um yes i i just need i should just ask you the names but yes lewis uh was talking to us and he was like Oh, you know the owner. And I was like, I was like, oh no, I did, you did just thing. do you did the thing. the thing, and out of like this weird concern troll. But I was yeah. legitimately yeah. like, this is gorgeous. Is it safe? And he was like, these are LEDs. Yeah, I was just gonna nothing's, say, they're LEDs. nothing's happening to you. Mm-hmm. And of course, he was like, these are LED. And of course, my husband Leon, who does lighting, like he said L, and my husband was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought so. I thought so. That's fine. <laughs> We were just those assholes. And then they and then the they back. charged you double, and they were like, "How dare you?" <laughs> <laughs> they sat us, uh, yeah, over by the trash cans. No, I'm I, just kidding. They did. I not. mean, it's hard. Like, I, 
I guess if you do know the owner, the question is... It's still a punk move, even if you do know I the I know. Owner. It's the question such a is, punk move. Why? Because I, I know owners, too, and I am an owner, and I also feel the need to let everybody know. What is that compulsion? What is that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. And I, and I try to tamp it down because I know it's a douchey thing to do. Yep. Um, but when I go to a place and, you know, usually if I go to a place and I know the owner, the staff knows me, but sometimes you go in and there's somebody new and you don't want to be like, oh, you're new, you know, cause that's a dick move. It's a dick move for um, sure. But you know, it's funny cause like <laughs> what, what I think you're getting at that I feel very strongly in this moment yeah, is yeah. that like when I hear it mm-hmm. as a bartender I'm like you're an asshole yes but when I say it I mean <laughs> it as a sign of like compassion and yes. camaraderie and like don't worry about yeah. me yeah. like I'm not here to mess up your day yes I'm coming back here whether you screw up this martini or not. Yeah. Like there should be I, a secret code so that you can identify which one you are because <laughs> there's the there's the like I have a lot of people that have been regulars of mine for a long time right. and they come in and they think that they can like push my staff around oh, because gross. they know me and also they think that they can get a discount and uh-huh. i tell all my staff that anybody who is my actual friend is happy to pay full price because they want to support my business 100% so if someone's like hey i know charlene how about you take money off it's like it's like what are you going to get me fired like what are you trying to do yeah so yeah that's really true like and i think it also has to do with being service you know yeah. like if if you're everything you're hopefully you're not gonna be like, hey, how about you knock a little, knock a little off that? Yeah. You're not gonna you just gotta, drink more than you can afford to tip well on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, hopefully you just gotta order your Fernet Branca, which is a secret code for. Uh, it is absolutely. And then I've, they'll they'll at least know you're in the club. Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, and I like that you pronounce it pro- properly. I have. <laughs> Stopped pronouncing it properly. I call I mean, it Fernet. I pronounce now just the first one properly. Yeah, I don't pronounce the subsequent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But nobody, nobody says wrong. <laughs> like, but it's funny. I say Fernet now because I've just gotten so many orders for Fernet that I'm like, I'm not gonna. I, I radiator, radiator. You know. Yeah. Either it's way. True. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with people being sort of in the industry or not, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And also whether they actually know the owner. I feel like so many people are like, I know the owner. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, yeah, I've seen them before. Yeah. They don't like, know me. And also it depends They don't on, know if I have siblings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, or like, I got drunk with the owner. It's like, yeah, everybody got drunk with the owner one yeah, day. Yeah, that's why you know, she's like the owner. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she owns a bar. Because she likes getting drunk with yeah. strangers. Yeah, yes. <gasps> Oh no, escándalo! Um, how long have you been in the in the industry? I know you're not bartending currently, but I mean, uh, though I could be if anybody wants. To yeah, if, if, if there were bars. I right mean, now. yeah, if there were bars, I mean, I'd be open to that because I, I certainly mean, haven't gotten an acting job in yes. like ten months. I mean, so. you are always uh, welcome if I have any shifts anywhere. Oh, because <laughs> you are a rock you star. So much, <laughs> I will take you up on that the minute those arrive. What, um, what was your first bar job? My first bar job was Hank's Saloon. Really? That yep. was your first? In when? In 2008. 
Oh, I was a waitress a Mm -hmm. lot. Okay. I had done a ton of table waiting, and I was terrible at it. Me too. And I was just (laughs) so bad. And I think that's like, I don't know, what do you think that's about? Because I always feel like it's a thing about like, me going to their table and interrupting their conversation versus them coming to me at the bar and I'm yes. between the liquor and them and I have more control over that there's, situation. Like There's like, when you're a server, they think that you're like a servant. And, right. And it's like, um, you're dismissed. And when you're the bartender, you're at like eye level... And you're between... There's a weird noise. There is a weird noise. What's going on? Something weird? It's, it's a fucking... It's Brooklyn? What is it? Oh my god, it's so loud! Oh, there is a weird it's noise. It's a fucking shitty car. <laughs> so, so, oh my so god, dear, and it's waiting for the car wash. So dear, it's not leaving at the light. Dear, like, dear listeners, out. we're at Hinterland's Bar. <laughs> um, we're currently closed because we had to close during the week due to uh, the shutdown of indoor dining. And across the street from the bar is a car wash. And if you are a bartender here, and you're bored, you can look out the window and you can see people online for the car wash in their cars. And every couple of hours or so, they get into a verbal argument. And every few days or so, a physical argument. So it's kind of interesting. So that's what's going on there. Oh, that makes a um, lot of sense. Because yeah. I took a lift over and I was like, why is my... You just tell them Hollywood. Why am I not <laughs> in that line? Uh-huh. Like, why am I not at the curb? Why is there, like, I, why am I getting out of the car next to another car? Yeah. And, and it's because they're in line, line for the car for the wash. car wash. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, gotcha. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, table oh. servers as opposed to bar servers. So right. I started as a bartender, and then I had trouble getting another bartending job. I was 18, and so I took a job as a server. So I went from being a bartender to being a server. Oof, that is a It was a slap step. in the face. Yeah. Because I would walk over and be like, hey, guys, what's going on? And they're like, why are you talking to me? It's very strange. And you have to, like, know when to go over. And, it, it like, it can't be, like, right when they took a bite of food. But you need to make sure that you're available but not too available. And then it's like, um, you're dismissed. Like, you make a joke and they're like, is that the menu? I don't understand. Right. They're like, why are you still talking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very that. Like, there's... God, serving is hard. Like, I... Where did you serve? Oh, my God. In Arkansas, all over the place. And uh-huh. then um, I came uh, back to New York in 2001. I came to New York mm-hmm. in 95 through 96 because I was a freshman at Barnard. And I made it through, uh-huh. like, halfway through my sophomore year before succumbing ultimately to like depression and not knowing how to layer for winters. Okay. So then I went back home to Arkansas <laughs> And I worked at... I didn't know Arkansas was warm. Uh, oh, it's so warm. Yeah, we're like right above <laughs> I'm Louisiana. I'm such a New Yorker. No, we're I'm like... We're like west of okay. Texas, above Louisiana, next door to Mississippi. That is good to know. Yeah, and Tennessee. Like, we're like right in there. <laughs> I'm such we're in like the a South. shitty New Yorker. That's sh- like New York, sure, Florida, sure. California. You're like, nothing. who cares? <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're close to New Orleans, which is the only okay, place I've that like... Okay, I've heard of like, that place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like... 
Yes, I, I'm familiar. Um, I'm gonna move this bag. I mean, we're not that close. We're, but we're like, we're two miles, we're two hours from Memphis. Let me say that. Okay, I've also heard of that there place. There you go. We are two hours from <laughs> Memphis, Tennessee. Um, so you waited tables so in So I waited Arkansas, tables there, and then and when then... I came back to New York in mm-hmm. 2001, I waited tables at the Comfort Diner, which um, I actually got fired there. I was thinking about this okay. today. Um, Where was that? It, they had several locations, but I was like at one on 45th Street in okay. Manhattan. Um, and I got fired by I got fired by the manager I liked because the manager I hated mm-hmm. wanted me fired because I would mm-hmm. <laughs> also like it's a fair cop, but like I would <laughs> sit down at people like like there was a lady I would sit down with like uh-huh. if, if diners were dining yeah. by themselves I would like and this was sit. an actual diner yes this was, was like twenty four hours yes. bacon and eggs yes 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 but Disco it was like fries. a it was like a bougie diner okay it was a bougie diner gotcha um, and so I, Disco fries for twice as much money yes Got exactly <laughs> um, and so I would like. And a very retro aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know. It was like Ellen Starlight without the singing, okay. basically. And so um, I would sit in the booth if it was a single and, like, write down their order and get up and, like, let my dogs mm-hmm. rest for mm-hmm. a minute. And I was yeah. told I couldn't do that, which I was like, okay. And then one of my regulars' husbands died. And I sat in the booth. Okay. That seems to fair. Her, and then I got fired. So then I worked at the Veg City Diner on okay. 14th and 6th, which was a 24-hour diner, okay. even a truer diner, but vegan vegetarian. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that great <laughs> that we used to have a 24-hour, like, vegan vegetarian yeah. diner in New York City? And, like, a bunch of celebrities would come by, but, like, it was mostly just your average vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Like, the menu prices were not insane, and but I got to wait on Q-Tip and a bunch uh, which was very exciting. That's awesome. And yeah. you're 10 blocks away from the, uh, not the West 4th Street Diner. The Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, the West 4th Street Washington, Diner. The Washington, Washington Square, Square Diner. The Washington I love Square that Diner. Because there was the Washington Square and the West 4th Street. Yep. And I think, like, we were kicked out of one of those, and we had to go to the other one. Right, and then there's the Waverly one. Yes, that's what I meant. There was yeah, the yeah, Waverly yeah. Diner, and then the Washington Square Diner. I yes. prefer the Washington Square Diner. Me too, but yeah. I think I'm not allowed. I'm probably allowed now. <laughs> in the, I don't think anybody's still there, but I think 86. when I was 20, I was not allowed in the Waverly right, Diner. Right, they're probably, the good news is, I mean, good news. I, the bad news uh-huh. is they're probably all dead, the people that kicked you out. Oh, the no. Um, Maybe retired. We'll say retired. Yeah, let's hope they're like retired. Like all the dogs in all the movies. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Somebody is rubbing their feet and yes. feeding them eggs So you all worked the at the, the... So I worked the, at the Veg City Diner. And you waited on Q-Tip. I did, and I had overnights. Uh, yeah, Q-Tip tips beautifully. And, and tip is, is so in his nice. name, so you would... Yeah, and like, <laughs> literally like... I remember coming back from a Christmas break. This was when I was in acting school. Mm-hmm. I remember coming back from a Christmas break and being like, oh, he was like, hey, what did you do for the holidays? And I was like, oh, I went home. And he was like, how was Arkansas? And I was like, I can't believe you remember where I'm oh from. Oh, my God, that's amazing. You know, it was amazing. <laughs> um, and it was funny because he would walk out and he always wore, like, really weird pants. But he would, like, <laughs> invariably walk out of the diner and all of the women that were dining there would be like, was that Q-tip? And I'd be like, yes. And, and they would just vegan? swoon. Yeah, he's vegan. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah, he's ferociously vegan. Wow. Yep. So many more people are vegan than you would think. I know, right? And like Alicia Silverstone went there a lot. I never waited mm-hmm. on her, but I always heard she was there. But so I didn't work as a bartender uh-huh. till 2008. And I was like, oh, I am far more suited to this. Yes. Than so I much am more. To waiting tables. <laughs> like, it's just, it, well, it's a different. Did nobody see that? <laughs> no, right? I was like, I just feel like, I mean, I guess I was, I don't know, faux folksy. So I mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, I'm from Arkansas, so mm-hmm. I talked to strangers. And so we were like, be a waitress. And I was like, yeah, well, but I'm, I'm not real fond of physical like, labors. So. Yeah. Be a waitress in New York where no one wants to talk to you. Where no one wants to talk to you at all. Um, whereas as a bartender, I'm like, I mean you cannot want to talk to me, but if yeah. you want this liquor behind yeah, me... Yeah, you better. You better and you, you like, better be civil. And people sit at the bar because they want to talk to you. Yes, it's wonderful. So, yeah. It's wonderful. That's And you can cut off conversations anytime you want. You just go, hold on a sec, and then yeah. you, like, go just, do the thing. And then thing. you're like, I have to stand over here and cut this thing. It's really, <laughs> at the best of times... I forgot to silence my phone. <laughs> <laughs> at the best of times, I feel like bartending is hosting a party uh, that you make your friends pay for their liquor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but exactly. otherwise, it's like you're a party host. And, yeah. And it's great. And it's all the responsibilities of being a party host. Like, if the cops come, you're the one who deals with them. Yes. And if there's somebody who's wrecking the party mood, you have to, like either figure out how to get them out or figure out how to make them you yeah. behave. You have to simultaneously keep that guy in line while not letting the people on the other side of the bar think that the party has stopped. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't <laughs> want anyone to lose the effervescent yeah. fizz of yes. the party feeling. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, you have to keep someone squarely in check. Mm-hmm. And those are skills that I feel really good about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are important life skills. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How did you, how did you um, get the job at Hank's? Um, probably Leon, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and Hank's is, and you you probably can speak better about what Hank's is. It's a, it, it's a, was a neighborhood institution that yep. closed about a year ago, two years ago. Uh, yeah. Well, it closed it, in winter, uh, like January of 2019. And then, and it, it was moved. closing for like 20 12 years. years. Yeah. 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 No, 12. Like, yeah. 12 is that. Yeah. It was closing when I started working yeah. there for sure. Yeah. There was definitely like an attitude when I joined of like, okay, is this the squad that's closing this place? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, so I started at Hanks, um, which uh, Leon introduced me to John O'Brien, who was running Hanks at the time. Okay. And I don't know John O'Brien, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. John's the owner. John uh, was well. Uh, John and Julie were the owners. Okay. And John was running it while Julie was running Last Exit. Got and it. So. Okay. Uh, I started at Hanks, and then Julie was like, "I'm going to check her out," and then I started doing um, working at. Hanks, and then uh, at Last Exit, which was over on Clinton between Atlantic and... Yes. Right, Atlantic between Clinton and Henry, I think is what that is. Um, yeah, right before the highway. Yeah, right before exit. the highway. Like, close to Montero's and that mm-hmm. whole... Yeah, so that whole scene. Um, Did you work a day shift? I worked a happy hour shift okay. that was very brief. It was like a four-hour shift. Yeah, that's And then shift. I would do night shifts, mm-hmm. uh, like, 
weekday nights, you know, like nothing, nothing fancy. Mm -hmm. Um, but I loved that Julie was like, let's see how she does at Hanks. And then I'll see if I want to hire her for last time. Um, which, which was better? Oh man. Oh, that's hard to say. I mean, I, I'll tell you that I think actually the best was Hanks when Julie was running it. Okay. Like, the last chunk of time of Hanks was really Julie's special. on my on my short list that I'm like, let me get better at this before I get Julie. She's fantastic. <laughs> I think you guys, yeah. I think she'll have tons of stories. Yeah. And she's just delightful. And we had a almost, almost entirely female staff by the time nice. uh, Hanks closed. We had two male bartenders, but everybody else. Mm -hmm. it was, And it was just like the best lineup. It was Julie own it and then Lauren Billings mm -hmm. was managing and uh, Jeannie was working the days as she has from the beginning at Hank's basically mm -hmm. back when it was the do right okay. oh you should definitely talk to Jeannie <laughs> Jeannie um, is a gorgeous you know Brooklyn born and bred lady who's the uh, blonde has a Hank's tattoo very sassy <laughs> Um, she's been I need to know her. Jimmy Kimmel talking her. about, about okay, I gotta, drinks. I got to meet her. Yeah, she's <laughs> wonderful. Um, and she'll tell you stories like about the height of the disco days and all that sort of stuff. She's yes. fascinating. Um, and so it was Jeannie working days and then Lauren managing and working. And then uh, Althea Graham, who mm -hmm. um, now is running Canal Bar. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Natasha, who works a bunch of places, a uh, very cool lady. And then uh, these guys, Grady and Matt, who are our, mm -hmm. our sort like of token fellows. Token, token men. Yeah. I like, I like a place that's got token men. Right, but there's just <laughs> like an energy about... Um, and listen, I love dude bartender. I love bartenders yeah. in general. Yeah. But like, there is something about, especially like a place with that's black with flames on it. Yeah. And then being run badass bitches. Yeah. <laughs> and also like women that are very, I think we are all very hyper aware of like safety issues yes. around women in bars. Yes. And especially uh, at that corner of third and Atlantic. We, yeah. I think we were, we were hyper aware of um, policing issues around people of color and yeah. um, safety issues for women in the bar. Did you have any incidents like that that you had to... I mean, I didn't. Uh, well, no, that's not true. I definitely um, had several instances of, like, coming out and standing and talking to cops when uh, people were getting harassed for standing mm -hmm. or waiting to cross a light. Oh, wow. Yeah, just, like, yeah. real basic stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, uh, loitering. And I was like, uh, this is our establishment. I work here. I work here. Mm -hmm. I'm in. I'm in charge right now, mm -hmm. and um, he can stand here as long as he'd like to uh -huh. and use that phone. That's fine with me. So if you're doing this on my behalf, I don't need that. Uh huh. Thank wow. you so much. You know, um, it's third in Atlantic. <laughs> there's like yeah. you know the Wise right there. The Muhlenberg is right. Like and there's the, housing and all the Brooklyn over. Brooklyn House of Detention is right there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also very like he's not. Doing yeah. any yeah. thing, yeah, you know, like the uh, the sort of heightened level, yes, you know. But you also want to stay on on the good, whatever your personal beliefs about the police you stay are. On the good side, yeah, you need to stay on the good side because absolutely, shit happens. Shit happens. Yeah, you, you know. I know. Need to call them. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there were incidents that I was never uh, privy to, but there were things that definitely went down at Hanks where people had to call the police yeah. because somebody was hurt. Somebody, something yeah. had gone down, you know? Um, yeah. I, I feel like um, a couple of years ago when, like, Me Too started to take off and there was a bunch of social media posts about, like, oh, we have to teach bartenders how to be um, aware of, of women. And I'm like, that's what we do. Like, what are you talking about? That's... That's our whole job is Teach to like, them. like make sure. Yeah, I was really. I kept responding to these posts that are like, and they were like, oh, let's put the sign up that if somebody comes out and they they ask for Angela, then that means that they right need in, help. The and I'm like, in the unisex bathroom. In the unisex bathroom. Yeah. And I'm like, but but the guy is gonna see the sign. Like right. my bartenders, if they didn't know when they came in, we taught them. Like, what to look for. Uh-huh. I mean, we're not perfect, obviously, but that's the main thing they're looking for no, is predators. We're not so. perfect. But yeah, exactly. I, I love the ask for Angel. Ask I was for, like, that's super cute, but if you're putting I'm that like, in a unisex bathroom... He's going to see it. Right, he's going to yeah. see it. And also, like, way to ignore any sort of same-sex domestic violence yes. issues. Yes. Like, the idea I'm that like, there's a it's always a male-female like, problem. Yeah. There's a little bit of, like, a look... Or like a body language that my Yo. bartenders can can much more easily notice than like um, I'm looking for Angela and then everybody knows what's going on because everyone saw the sign in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I I'm gonna go out on a limb here uh, because I had some mezcal and say that if it takes somebody coming and asking for Angela for you to see that dynamic that maybe you're not, not paying that. enough attention yeah. and it yeah. might not be the job for you because yes. it's actually like a major component a major of component. the job. Like the amount of signs, like, you know, and it's stuff like when a guy orders the girl's drink for her without asking her what <laughs> she wants, I go like, okay, that's cool. But like, you know, when somebody, when a girl's yeah. like, I'll have a, a, a white wine and the guy's like, she'll have a Manhattan. And I'm like, okay, a white wine, mm-hmm. white wine. Great. Okay. You or know. like buy those two ladies a drink. And I'm like, this guy wants to buy you a drink. Is that okay? Yes. You know? Yes. Um, Just, maybe they don't want your drink. You yeah, know, these, simple this consent isn't the, stuff. This isn't the 50s. You know, we, we're aware. Right. We're aware of this stuff. We're not forcing um, drinks also, on women, okay? you know, when, a, when somebody's body language is pointed away from the person they're with, we tend to walk over and, you know, mm-hmm. talk to the person or talk to the person that's being annoying. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, my husband always stuff. had a term from them when he was barbacking. He would call them uh, LLCs, low-level creeps, ah. where it's like you can't really... You can't be like, you out. Yeah, exactly. They haven't done anything yes. that you can throw them out for, but they are harshing the vibe yes. so hard yes. by intruding on conversations. Because I don't know about you, but like, I, like I cannot stand being out at, with my friends mm-hmm. and some dude I don't know yes. deciding that his desire to know 
And it's generally one of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to get to know the group. No. He wants to, he like, wanna, like joke around with you. all of you. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't want to hear be your part stories. Of the party. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. He wants to hit on one of the four people yes. in this conversation. And so he decides that that is more important than what, what whatever we're doing. And then you're the bitch cock blocking him. Oh my God. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then he's like, oh, that bitch. And it's yeah. like, oh, man. It's like, no, nobody here wanted to talk to you. Just I'm the only one that knows how to tell you to fuck off. Right. I'm the, I'm the bartender of yeah, this group. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm used to telling people yeah. to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. We took a turn. I like it. I yeah, like it. I know. We really did take a turn. But I do think it's, so, it's important. And, like, listen, I love a rowdy bar. Yeah. I love people talking to people they've never met before. Yes. I love, it's all the stuff that I miss right now. And yes, it's all because the things that I find valuable. If me and my girlfriends wanted to be totally alone, we would go to one of our houses. Yes. So we want to be out. We just don't necessarily want to be hit on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you wanted to come over and be like, hey, I have a story that's about what you were talking about. We might be like, hey, let's hear your story. Right. But if you're like, hey, look, I have a penis. We're like, yeah, I don't care. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And if yeah. you're going to chat up one of us while the three of us look at you really Yeah, like with your back. With your yeah, back to so one. Awkward. It's so rude. It's so rude. Or if rude somebody sends weird. a drink to one of two women that are sitting at the oh, bar, yeah. I'm like, I won't even. I'm like, you offer both of them a drink or none. Yep. I will not have it. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> encourage pick me nonsense here like and women don't fall for it no generally they don't you know and also if I want to get hit on I know how to do that Mm -hmm. I go by myself (laughs) I feel like Stuart got up because he wants to get us drinks yeah what do you want I'd like a Negroni with Mezcal what would you like I'd like another Bud Light and a shot of Mezcal I think thanks Stuart our levels might go crazy now because Stuart left the computer, but I'm sure we'll be fine. I bet it's going to be. You know what? We'll just stay restrained. We'll, yeah. we'll, okay. keep, it, we'll keep it very in we'll PR. Okay. <laughs> this is I Know the Owner. I'm here with Ashley Atkinson. Hi. It's so nice to be here. Thank you um, so much. So you worked at Hank's. Yeah, which was wild. Which was wild. R.I.P. Hank's. Hank's moved yes. to a new location and then got screwed by I, that company. Yes. Um, that was a travesty. They really thought they like put all that work in and all that time and all that, that money into making that new space. And then within six months, it got pulled out from underneath them. That's hideous. Awful. Hideous. So I never even got to see it. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. That's what I heard. And it really got it. Like, you know, you're like, how can you recreate something that's been around for, you yeah. know, so many years? in a new space and were they able to get the stink out of the bathroom and bring it no the stink and you know what it was funny because the bathroom had stalls Mm -hmm. and I ended up in the bathroom with the in a stall with another one of the regulars Uh who was in a stall woman and I was like oh she is grunting and singing to herself and this is something I never knew because because they're all onesies were onesies yeah um I also remember uh I can't. I don't know who told me this story. I can't remember if it's Althea or Lauren. Somebody bartended a shift where <laughs> a guy came out of the men's bathroom and was like, "I uh, I dropped my keys in the sink." In the sink. Yeah, 
And they were like, oh, really? Why were your keys out uh-huh. over the sink? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know. I, I just, I was looking for, <laughs> and they were like, okay. And literally one of the Hanks bartenders handed him a wrench and was like, well, you're gacked enough that you can probably take that <laughs> sink apart if you want your keys, but you have to let me inspect it and make sure it's working after you put it back together before Thanks, you leave. Stuart. <laughs> and so... Cheers. Oh, we got to pour that cheers. into your... Oh, yeah. Into your cup, into your special cup. Dear listeners, <laughs> I'm, I roll with a special <laughs> special cup these days that allow... It's got... It's fancy, but it also has measurements on the side. Let's see how Stuart... Oh, Stuart's pour is really Look good. Look at that. Look at Just that. Just above one ounce. <laughs> and that little... That, yeah, yeah, exactly. That little extra. That like, little tiny bit. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, my, my first experience with Hanks was I had a roommate, a, a very good friend that moved back to New York and then like had some trouble finding work and finding an apartment and ended up being my roommate. What and year was this? This was, I want to say 2008. Oh, the year I started. Yes. Yes. I, I think it was. It might have been a few years earlier, actually. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So both of us were having trouble finding work. I had quit my union job, and I was like, I'm just going to get a shitty bartending job. And I never quite found enough work. And then I broke my leg. Oh, shit. And then, but I had this this two-bedroom apartment with, like, that little den, because it's, like, the whole floor. Mm-hmm. And... The den was going to be, like, my office for I don't know what, but I needed an office. And so he moved into my little den, and he moved there. I was like, I have this extra room. Come live there, because he had no place to stay. Right. And then the two of us were basically jobless on the couch all the time. And just that year, like, I went on interview after interview after interview, and I could not find enough work. And he couldn't find work either. And he ended up, he got a job at Showworld. Oh, like, yeah. As a cashier. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. For like $30 cash a day. Like something ridiculous Show like World that. was on like 44th and 8th yes. or something? It was um, like an old um, like peep show. Yeah. Hall, but they don't even have peep shows anymore. They're all videos. Right. And we joked around and called him the Jizz Mopper, but he wasn't. He was the cashier. Right. And then he The Jizz Mopper was a job, but he did not have that job. He did not have that job. (laughs) And he would get home from work at 8 o'clock, and he would go to Hank's. Oh, yeah. And have a drink at 8 in the morning. Oh, yeah. With all of the, like, old, like, transit guys and, you know. Yeah. coming, Coming off their shift, about to start their shift, and that's what he would do. And he would be like... Yeah, like, he would come home at, like, 10 a.m., and I would be, you know, waking up. That sounds weird. I don't think I got up that early. Whatever it was. And he'd be like, yeah, I was just at Hank's for four hours, like, with the oh, old sure. guys. Absolutely. <laughs> it, you know, when people say, like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, like, Hank's is where you go. Yeah, that's where you go. When you don't want to go home. Because they opened at 8, right? Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Who worked that shift? Jeannie. Wow. Okay, Jeannie has worked Jeannie. that shift Forever since it she was the do okay. so like ages, ages. Nice. Um, she's awesome, um, mm-hmm. just like the most old school, like badass lady. Um, but also Jeannie. like Jeannie's so awesome. We went to um, a bunch of us went to this disco 
thing at Coney Island like uh-huh. a couple years ago when it was like the hottest day of the summer. It was like mm-hmm. 110. It was crazy. We were all just like sweating and drinking cheap beer. And uh, the guy, like, there was a guy in between the, you know, it was like the Weather Girls came on and sang It's Raining uh-huh. Men, like, one other song, and then collected <gasps> oh their check. Oh, my God, the Weather Girls. Yeah, yeah, it was that <laughs> whole energy. And there was an old radio DJ mm-hmm. who was, like, introducing, and he was, like, calling out the names of the old clubs, and Jeannie was like, whoa, you know, and screaming uh-huh. about it. And then he said something about guys being girls now or girls being like some really okay. shitty transphobic thing. Uh-huh. And God bless Jeannie. She was like, nope, nope, we're leaving. And like oh. grabbed her shit and she's like, we're not doing it. And like, she was like, I won't wow. stay here. I won't stay here when they talk that way. And I was wow. like, God, I love That's you. That's amazing. I love you. need to introduce you. her to everyone's grandpa. I know, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if absolutely. I had that, like a tiny ounce of that when I was at like a family get together and I could be I like, know. nope. Actually, nope. I think I did that the last time I went to Thanksgiving. Atta girl. <laughs> How'd that work out? I was out? like, I haven't been back. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I think yeah. that was like, I think that was the first year Stuart and I were together and we went to a family Thanksgiving. And the, But the thing is, they were, they were being anti-Semitic and I'm Jewish. And, That's so wild. And so I was like, um... This is against me. I'm not going to go back. Right. This isn't This like, isn't me allying. This is like, you actually insulting me to my yeah, face. Yeah, so, so I guess I don't thanks. get that much credit for being an ally. Like, like they looked around, you know, like before they make the racist comment, oh, they looked left God, and they looked right sure. and they, like, didn't realize. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. For sure. Um, and that's a weird thing as a bartender, too, right? Because, like, people are allowed to drink in your bar with opinions you don't like, but then there's yes. stuff where it's like... You're actively, um, what people with no skin in the game call identity politics, but is actually yeah. like you're inhibiting the right of other people to yes. exist comfortably around you. And I can't yeah. really party with that. Yes. Let's, let's see if I can get this story out without having Alex have to remove it. But we had, <laughs> you know, like, like, Ooh, uh, cheers he was me a very, yeah, that. he was a very I'm nice. Shoot this. Um, construction worker that was working in the neighborhood. It was during when we were allowed to have people inside. We were doing sandwiches to go. And he came in and he's like, not our regular customer, like a little more, let's say, Republican. Sure. Right-leaning than Uh than we normally get in here. Um, But I grew up with a lot of people like this. I'm from Brooklyn. I have family that, that leans this way. Right. So... He came in and he's like, oh, I'm going to get a sandwich to go. And he's like, you know what? I believe all lives matter. And I'm here with a bartender that I've known for a very long time. And, like, I get what he means. He actually means that. He means that. He just He's including black lives in the all lives. He is. All lives is not a denigration of black lives. He doesn't get what it is. and So do you take it it, on? I didn't because I'm I'm exhausted. And I'm like, am I going to educate him? Am I going to teach him in this moment? Like, I take it on with my family, but I didn't take it on. I was like, 
does he need to be denigrated for like he thought he was saying something nice and I don't think he's going to get it. I don't think he's going to understand what I'm saying and he's going to think like I went right. into this place and they were mean to me. Right. And I was being nice. Right. So what do you do? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough, right? Because uh, dive bars mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. Right. Um, need to champion the working class. Yes. Right, Absolutely. it needs to be a place for the working class, mm-hmm. and if you can discern that what his intent is is the inclusion of Black lives in the idea of all lives, yes. and does not realize that all lives is generally meant as a repute, yes, to the idea of Black lives yes. mattering, right? Like that is that is a nuance. It is, and so the negotiation of that nuance is difficult in. A place where your bread yes. is determined by this person yes. laying down money to you. Yes. Right? Like exactly. especially if you can discern that there's no ill intent. Exactly. Like, and there we could tell there was no ill intent. Yeah, sure. Um, but the thing is, you politics used to be out of the bars completely. Yeah. And now it seems like there are bars for one politics and bars for another politics. Yep. And it, I think I, that's true. I think that has changed in my lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's places like Jimmy's Corner, mm. it, you know, where there's, like, a sign behind the bar. Mm. Though Jimmy passed away, and so Recently, I don't know. Right? Yeah, of COVID. Yeah. And oh, so, goodness. like, I don't know what's going to happen to that joint. You know, his son was yeah. always there. Um, so I don't know if his son is taking over Jimmy's the bar Jimmy's Corner is in Midtown. It's been there forever. It's um, the most special place. And Jimmy was a boxer. Yep. Wow, I know stuff. Yeah. I'm always proud of myself for remembering stuff. Yeah, yeah. My he brain was, is, he uh, was a really well-known boxer, and there was a great interview with him about maybe 15 years back. Mm-hmm. Because, like, in like he's literally across the street from Broadway theaters, yes. and he's selling, like, $5 shots and $3 yes. Budweiser's yes. in a place where you cannot get that yes. anywhere That's where else. all the people that work in the hotel bars go to drink after work. Absolutely. Yeah. And all the actors after their auditions yes. and like yes. he's down the street from Actors Equity and like you can meet really interesting people at that bar and uh, and the jukebox is great. But I remember reading an interview with him where he was like, well, I missed my chance to be a millionaire. So I sell $3 beers. And it's like, that's really, to some degree, a public service. But also, he was always there. Always. And the kindness. Yes. Like, he would just come over and sit at your table, whether you were there once or right. 30 times. And he's like, like people would be like, hey, this is Jimmy. And you, he doesn't remember you. But he's like, hey, no. I'm Jimmy. Absolutely not. That was amazing. If he remembered me, it's because he thought my boobs were cute. Because he always sort of like checked them. I never, I never, I never forget a boob. <laughs> but he always acted like you remembered me, which is you know a bar, a yeah. bar owner skill, right? Yeah, like, it is. It is being a skill. like, hey, yeah. you know, if you could remember a thing about a person, that's a big deal. Yeah, it occurs um, to me uh, without bringing down the the conversation yeah. too much. Like, I realized that like in normal times, mm-hmm. if a bar owner passed away it would be it would like be a huge days deal. of yeah. visiting and yeah. pouring out libations yeah. and showering money on the mm-hmm. bartenders and yeah. like the sort of tradition also of like the last shift 
Yes. You know, like when a bar closes that yeah. like you have a last shift and everybody pours in. Like I remember and they like all spend the money. Right. And, I remember yeah. when O'Connor's closed on mm-hmm. Fifth Avenue I bet- between like Bergen and Dean, yes. which was my local at the time, mm-hmm. they didn't get a last shift because it was like very sudden. Yes. And so Freddie's offered them, them a last, a last shift. shift party so that everybody could throw money at That was at the at old them. Freddy's, right? Yes. Yes. I think so. I think so, too. I'm not certain, but I, think I do before... think so. I do think it was before the movie. I don't know. But I'm not actually I'm not sure about that. Sure. But I we'll do know that Freddy's older knew mm-hmm. through them a last shift party so that Bart and all those dudes that worked, all those people that yes, worked there could, could get their, their money, right? Their retirement money because we don't have 401ks. Exactly. <laughs> the staff doesn't and the, the owners don't even. And often, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The owners don't even. And, and often there's not a lot of notice before, mm. especially here in New York, I think. Like, shutdowns can happen very yes. quickly. Yes. So it's especially a shame. now. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it, those things pre-COVID would have been would have been huge multi-day yeah. celebrations yeah. of life of yeah. these bars and these people, but like right now they just sort of go. Yeah, my one of my biggest fears. I'm like, please, please, do not let me die on the same day as someone more famous than me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. do not give me a Farrah Fawcett, Michael Jackson. Man, right? Yeah. Tough. Yes, very tough. tough. So, so you are kind of the quintessential bartender actor. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> because <laughs> that people pleases are, me does greatly, it? Oh, Charlie. Because people are like, to me when I was bartending, they're like, are you an actress? And I'm like, no, but you are an actress. Yeah. So yeah. when you were at Hanks, were you like taking time off and going on auditions? Yeah, absolutely. That has happened um, everywhere. You know, so... Every bar I've worked at has been in Brooklyn, and there haven't been a ton, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I worked at Hank's, and then I worked at Last Exit, and then I worked at South, and then I worked at Mary's, okay. and those are the... So it's all, I don't like, think I knew you worked at South, but now... Oh, I'm yeah, like, but it was, like, uh, I had a regular shift for about a few months. Okay. And then, like, I ended up getting a Shakespeare tour that took me out of the country for nice. a year. So, um, with Sam Mendes, which was awesome. Ooh. Um, I know, super fancy. <laughs> uh, but it took me out for a year, and then Leon, my husband, barbacked there while I was gone. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so then uh, I ended up at Mary's when I came back, mm-hmm. and I was there uh, for a big chunk of time. Um, I'm like, am I missing a bar that I worked at? And I'm know. worried. Um, I have to think <laughs> about it. Uh, but yeah, pull up your resume. So. <laughs> But it's funny, I remember working at South at one point mm-hmm. and this girl being uh, like, so wait, you only work here two days a week? Like, how do you make rent? And I was like, oh, I'm an actor. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh, honey. <laughs> and I was like, I, I felt compelled. Like, I didn't. You were like, but I really wanted IMDb to like be like... Let me pull up my IMDb page like a real asshole. I mean, I feel like I am I am not even like the fifth most working bar like uh bar attendee in my neighborhood. Okay. Like Kevin Corrigan lives around there. Oh yeah. And like uh 
the kid that plays. I loved him in Slums of Beverly Hills. Oh my god, so good, right? I loved him in Community too. Anyway, yeah, yeah. but uh, the kid that plays Lip on Shameless <gasps> is somewhere. I know. So. All hot. right, so you're the fifth most famous so, person no, in the I'm neighborhood. No, I won't even claim fifth. <laughs> I'm saying maybe the fifth, probably more like the tenth, but like because people keep their stuff on the DL in South yeah. Slope, Sunset Park, but like. I do, um, when people recognize me behind the bar. I was just going to ask if people recognize yeah. you. <laughs> um, I get more excited than they do. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, I've been actually recognized from that seat three okay. times, I feel like. Wow. Was once like. by me? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were... <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my Charlene, God. I, love I just you saw so much. Were you? So you were in Black Klansman. Yeah. And you played a not nice person. No, a complete piece of trash. So when yep. people recognize you, are they mad at you? No, isn't that surprising? That's surprising. It's super That's surprising. Great. That gives me faith that people understand the difference between a movie and reality. I think <laughs> because it's a Spike Lee movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think there is an understanding that, like, if I was really... That, that piece of shit uh-huh. that like I wouldn't Spike work Lee with wouldn't, him. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes or that sense. he wouldn't want to, uh, more accurately that he wouldn't want to work with yeah. me. Um, yeah, like I feel, and honestly, like if that had happened, I would have taken it, you know, okay. and been like, yeah, uh, I'm not that person, but mm-hmm. like I understand your feelings. Um, okay. What I was more afraid of was. Somebody being like, "Yes, yeah, sister." Oh no! Right? And that hasn't like, happened. No, right? it has not happened. Thank goodness. Yes. Nobody has like been like, "Oh, you're one of us." Oh, and like, because no, that that's... would that would be terrifying. Because how do you deal with that? Yeah, it's a great question. I haven't had to. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I would probably get very like, um. Well, I'm not actually um, someone who believes that, you know, like... Yeah. like In case anyone's really... confused, she played a terrible racist. Oh, yeah, I played the wife of a Klansman who then um, is uh, a terrorist. I, yes, I actually, a terrorist. I play a terrorist who yes. is also the wife of a Klansman. Let me just say that. Who's also a terrorist. Who's also a terrorist. So, yeah, that... I. I don't even know yeah. um, how to react to that. Every person I've spoken to, um, except for actually one, who was somebody that I cared about, uh, that I went and saw the film with, that I was working mm-hmm. on a project with, um, who I think was so... We talked about it like after after, and they were like, well, I was just really rocked by the content and didn't mm-hmm. quite understand why you would take that role, which I get. Okay. And I was like, well, I took that role because I trust Spike implicitly, and also I feel like the more stories we tell yeah. where there are white supremacists as antagonists, it's we're, we're ceasing to center the white narrative. Okay. And I think that's really important. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also really important that we have films that acknowledge, uh, especially uh, now thinking it's it's 
super relevant right now considering that guy just blew himself up in Nashville. Yeah. Right? That we acknowledge that white terrorism is terrorism. Yes. And that uh, domestically in America, the acts of terrorism perpetrated by white people far outnumber the acts of terrorism mm. perpetrated by people Absolutely. of color. Wow, we got serious. I know. How do we turn it around? I know. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get so serious. This is, I know. I, I'm such a Debbie Downer. Uh, um, but no, yeah, it so, has to. You know, we talk about anything. That's right. what happens in a bar. Mm-hmm. Shit gets serious. Then you do a shot. Then it's okay. Again. It's really true. <laughs> that is actually the truly the I case. Was, I was very excited because I was on a treadmill, I guess, over a year ago because there's no gyms. Right. And you were in a movie that was on the screen at the gym. Ooh, what I was very it? excited. Stuart, what movie was it? It was Inside Man. Inside oh, Man. Oh, yeah. That's the first time I worked with Spike Lee. And I was so nervous. I was also... You'll were you a cop? This. Yeah, I was a cop. Uh-huh. And then I realized that cops are so mad when you make them run because their costumes are really, co- like, costume. <laughs> costume. They're uniforms. <laughs> whatever. They're whatever. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Six on one hand, half a dozen on the other. Um, their, their uniforms are really rough polyester. Yes. So if you make them run, their thighs rub together. Oh, that makes sense. And it really hurts. Yeah. So, like, if you run from a cop... Um, Plus First they have all, that like utility awesome. belt that probably like yeah fences, exactly so they it have, sucks like, so yeah. they're real mad if they catch you um, yeah, yeah. because you made them run um, but it's also harder for them to run so do with that what you will um, okay. <laughs> but yeah little tip so <laughs> little tip um, but I was so broke when I made that movie because uh, whatever I had come out of acting school in two thousand and three and uh-huh. like. I I had actually worked a fair amount, but it was like the first three jobs I got were three different unions because uh, the first job I mm-hmm. got was uh, SAG, and uh, which was a Law and Order, and then the second job I got was oh, Equity, which was a play. Oh no, the second job I got was Rescue Me, which was AFTRA okay. before the merge, and then the third job I got was a play, which was Equity. So I I'm had nodding join... as if I know what all these acting yeah, things yeah, yeah. are, but yeah. So like the Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA have since merged, okay. right? But it just means that for every job that I had, like five lines on Law and Order, three mm-hmm. episodes on Rescue Me, which then became six episodes, and then an off-Broadway play. Okay, I didn't get paid all that much because they were my first jobs but I had to join three unions so you had to pay into three yeah so it was like I was getting you know like eight hundred dollars for my one day Mm -hmm. on law and order and had to join the union which was twelve hundred dollars that doesn't make sense nope um rescue me was a little better because I was a recurring um and then you know I had to join equity which was like fourteen hundred dollars and I was making $355 a week okay. in a play with three other famous people mm-hmm. who all had money. And I was like hand washing my underwear in the sink. And then everybody <laughs> goes out to lunch and then they yeah. order the lobster and split the check three ways. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I remember um, oh, one of no. my, one of uh, the three actors, Jeremy Piven, I'll just say because he's a, Whatever. Um, so Jeremy Piven <laughs> said, uh, it almost pays for the cabs. Oh, the job. Yeah. Almost pays for the cabs. Yeah. For him. Yeah. 
Wow, he takes a lot of cash. Yes, yeah, three fifty-five a week uh, <laughs> before taxes and before agent. But he was also fees. making three fifty-five a week. Everyone made three fifty-five. Wow. A week. Well, that's a thing. Like off Broadway in New York, you mm. can only do it. I feel certain Stuart knows this that like you can only do it if you already have money. Why or, would Stuart know that? I don't know. I just thought he'd he probably talk to enough actors who talked a bunch of shit about being off-Broadway in New York. You know? <laughs> Stuart does movies. That's true. He's fancier. <laughs> He's, He's fancy. fancier. He's um, fancy. Yeah. Off-Broadway is, is it's terrible. It's wow. a terrible paycheck. And... Which is why, like, famous people do it for cred, and, and poor people do it because it's more than they're making. Yeah, because they need three fifty-five a week and oh, the boost man. that maybe that press will give them. You know, I just watched. There was like a Law and Order, like before they were stars, that came out like Ooh, just recently. Yay! And it had everybody who you know did an episode yeah, of Law and Order. Everybody and they, everybody they did these you know those little like. You know, how come you did Law and Order? And they're like, oh, it's the best, it's the best, it's the best. And as a New York City bartender for over 25 years, I know a lot of actors that have. Hell yeah, you do. Every single one of them has been on Law yeah. and Order because it's here. Yeah. And it pays. Absolutely. And, it's here and, and it pays well and it's reputable. Yes. Reputable. And, I don't know. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. <laughs> Radiator, radiator. <laughs> Love it. I say radiator because I'm from Brooklyn, and I only a few years ago learned that it's radiator, um, and then I get it confused. Oh, it's radiator That's for you. I, yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm like, oh, is that what Brooklyn people say? Maybe I'll start. Saying, no, I'm <laughs> yeah, just I'm from you'll Arkansas. Get, you'll get radiator is so in my DNA. But I feel like the. The famous actors didn't want to say on camera like it's local and it pays, but some of them were like, and it pays. Yeah, so I was, I was happy. It's to local hear that. and it pays, and it's really, honestly, like, generally not a ton of character work. Mm-hmm. Like, the parts I've played on Law and Orders have been one, mm-hmm. two thousand three, or no, two thousand four. The very first job, acting job I ever got uh, was a uh, homeless person. Well, actually, no, like a squatter who uh-huh. identified a dead guy from a photograph. Okay. And that was like the Jerry Orbach, Jesse L. Martin, very early okay. version yeah, of Law the and original. Order. Yeah, the mothership. <laughs> and then um, I did A Criminal Intent where I was the director of basically the Anna Nicole show, but it was like a okay. version of a it version that Christy it. Swanson was playing uh-huh. Anna Nicole, and it was this whole thing. Um, I'm going to go home and watch all the Oh, it was things. super fun. <laughs> and then I did an SVU mm-hmm. where I was uh, Deborah Messing from Will & Grace's assistant. She okay. had a show that was sort of like... Um, uh, that show where they catch criminals. Um, oh, like to catch a predator? Not that. Uh, the uh, the older one. I I'm like, spacing on. I'm like like a catfish. I'm obsessed I know, with catfish. I know. I know. Right I know. Oh, catfish is so great. <laughs> no, but like the like it's missing persons and like or mm. unsolved mysteries okay. or whatever yes. type thing. Um, is that an unsolved mystery? Oh yeah. Maybe. Wait, Deborah Messing was on a. Like, Will and Grace. No, but was there a Law and Order where she was a cop? She's not a cop. She's a host of the show that, like, is catching criminals. Okay. And it's because her sister, she may have been a cop on a different one, but on mine, 
she hosts this show because her sister was murdered years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. and so now she's, like, hosting Unsolved Mysteries okay. or whatever. And you find out that, like, this guy is posed as my boyfriend. I think he's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it turns out he's just faking being my boyfriend because he wants to get to Deborah Messing because he killed her sister. And now he wants to hurt that her. That is a serious episode of Catfish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it is, it is. Oh, I was just so loud. Exactly. Uh, it, but it's also, like, this whole thing about, like, being fat on television where it's like of course mm-hmm. I'm hired to be like the woman where the boyfriend uh-huh. isn't really her boyfriend uh-huh. She's def- he's definitely just seeing me so that he can get to Deborah Messing to murder her you know and I remember the most ridiculous part of it I love Law and Order uh-huh. I love it but there was a ridiculous moment where I'm supposed to believe that this guy doesn't have a phone <laughs> Okay. It's 2012. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, can we have his number? And I'm like, he doesn't have a phone. <laughs> and it's like, really? Aww. Really? Like a middle class white dude in 2012 doesn't have a telephone in New York City? Okay, baby. Yeah. Okay. And you believe it. And you believe it. Because you're not skinny. Because you're not skinny. And therefore, <laughs> the fat has affected your brain. <laughs> and you're lucky to get what you get. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but that is the perspective. But so, and then I did um, another criminal intent that was super fun. Uh-huh. That was um, called the Icarus episode. And it was all about... Uh, who were the, ba- so the main it was, cops in that uh, episode? Uh, it was Vincent D'Onofrio. Okay, that's and, what I was going to ask, yeah. but his name wouldn't come to my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, Katie Irby, okay. uh, right, who are just amazing. Um, they're so good. Um, and Cynthia Nixon played basically a Julie Taymor type, and okay. it was sort of like a Spider-Man turn-off-the-dark type thing. I love watching Law and & Order and, like, figuring out what they're going for. I know, for. like, what are they, what's so, the aim like, here? barely disguised as a story that came out last week. I know, it's so it's, ripped from the headlines. It's really ripped from the headlines. So good! <laughs> um, I absolutely agree. So, yeah, Cynthia Nixon is doing her mm. best Julie Taymor. And Billy Magnuson is this star who's, who, who's, <laughs> it's so good. He's late because he's famous and like uh-huh. hot. And I'm the stage manager who's like, you have to get into costume now sort of thing. And then his brains get dashed out on the stage on a fly rail. Oh, like no. he's like, 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 cause it's Icarus, right? Uh-huh. So he flew too close to the sun. And I guess like the fly rail comes down and he like, hits the stage at speed maybe Uh or something they don't show it but it's like he dies and so the next thing you see is me talking to Vincent D'Onofrio and Katie Irby about like what happened (laughs) to this handsome boy The, Um, the thing I love about Law and Order is every time they go into a bar which is often and they talk to the bartender and the bartender's like yeah screw off I don't know anything and I'm like we wouldn't we wouldn't do ever, that. Ever. We would never do that. Ever. We wouldn't be like, hey, screw off, copper. 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know anybody that comes in here. Like, we would answer their questions. Absolutely. We would We're totally, so much more helpful yeah, than ever like, suggested. Oh, I like, here's my receipt. Like, his name is John. He, like, what do you He talking? left his card here. Do you, yeah. like, should I? Like, do you want to see the film? Like, mm. like it's so funny. Right? We have video. <laughs> yeah. We keep a video Gen- here. Generally, um, yeah. I have it in some. I don't have it in all. But, you know, like, we're... We're super helpful. Like, we're law-abiding citizens. I don't know where law and right. order gets off that, like, the bartenders are like, nah, man, I don't know nothing. Where <laughs> are those bars? Where are they? Right? Because they're certainly not in Brooklyn, where it's like... No. Yeah. Especially if it's like somebody got murdered. I know. You're like, like I somebody would got love murdered. To be yeah, helpful. I wasn't paying attention. I'm just wiping this glass. Yeah, I don't like, know. In the middle of the day when we're not open, I'm just wiping this glass. <laughs> like that makes no sense. <laughs> right, like four hours before opening, <laughs> and I'm just day, wiping glasses. It's, like, it's a club. It doesn't open until you know eleven o'clock at night, and I'm in the, the bartender from last night is in there in the middle of the day right at wiping 2:15. a glass. Yeah, just wiping a glass, being a dick. Like, nope, I don't know nothing. I'm just being a dick, wiping a glass. Wiping a and glass, it's like every, being a dick. It's like every, oh my god, every it's so true every single every time. Every single time. God. <laughs> right? Oh god, that's perfect. I always wanted to be a bartender on Law and Order, oh, but man, I never. Full circle. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm never quite cool enough. I guess my like maybe my tattoos aren't so visible or whatever, but like uh, it would be yeah. such a fun gig to be. It a would be fun, and then you'd do it right. You'd be like, uh-huh. I don't know, not wiping a glass, being a dick. I don't know. Have yeah, you, right. Like. like You'd be like, they'd be like, this is the line. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I have the information right here. And they'd be like, no, 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 that's not the line. Right. The line is, fuck off, copper. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I'd <laughs> no, also like, be the <laughs> asshole that'd be like, um, so if it's four and this bar opens at 930, I'm probably batching cocktails. <laughs> yeah. Right or, about now. Or home so, sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> right. If I'm here, I'm either dealing with the register or I'm batching, batching something. I'm yeah. definitely not like, washing dishes. Yeah. Or like wiping, shining a glass. Or sh- polishing a glass. <laughs> Like, let me deal with the candles. If you and, want a terrible activity, let me like. Yeah, and it seems like everybody who worked last candles. night is in now. Yeah. Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm doing three doubles in a row. Yeah. Apparently. No. Yeah. No, I got to be here till six in the morning. You know, that's when I leave. It's a club. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so you'll see what me at eight p.m. tomorrow. Yes. You know, that's it. Um. What else? Do I need to get to... Right? What do we want to talk about? Do we need to get to the... Uh, do you have a story about your day? Oh, man. I don't. Um, my day was really uneventful. But I do have a story about how somebody... Uh, the One of the grossest things I've ever encountered. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, do that. As a bartender. Let's which change is the that- segment to the grossest thing you've ever encountered. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I definitely was working at South one time, and this sweet couple had come in. And you know when it's like a cute couple's first time in the bar, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I really want them to stay and be our friends. And mm-hmm. so you're like trying to be, you know, like extra friendly to them so that they'll, like, they just moved to the neighborhood or whatever. Thanks, and Stuart. S- thanks, <laughs> good, Stuart. Good, good. I love this. Um, cheers. Thank Thanks so much. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna we're do doing the, the thing. We're doing yeah. the bottom of the glass, COVID that. style. That's the gorgeous. He, 
I taught him well. Stunning. Stunning. Stuart pours a perfect shot. It is a perfect Plink. shot. I'm so proud. <laughs> so I'm at South, and God bless um, this sweet couple. Other people come in, and the bar's kind of blot. They're sitting at a booth. And then they come up to the edge, and the girl is very apologetic, and she's got our Jenga. Mm-hmm. You know, that tub, like uh-huh. that cylindrical tub. Got it. Was it out or was it still in? It was still in. It, okay. She has the tub with okay. it in it and, and with the stuff in it. And she says, um, someone puked in the Jenga. Oh, no. And slides it <laughs> along the bar to me. And I just went, oh. <laughs> and I understand because, like, at the time, the games were right next to our single stall bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right, and I can totally picture uh-huh. somebody like being in line for that bathroom and not having the time. Yes, and puking in the jenga and then walking out very quickly. <laughs> right, like I, I like I don't condone it, mm-hmm. but I understand it. Okay, at least it was degree. in a receptacle of right, some sort. Right, but I would take the jenga. Well, I don't know. Would I take the Jenga with me? That would cause more questions. I feel like I'm the kind of person that if I had thrown up in a Jenga, and I'm not saying I'm the kind of person who would never throw up in a Jenga, but I'm the kind of person that had I thrown up in a Jenga... Would be like, I threw I up in like, a Jenga? I threw up in the Jenga. I think I, I would, too. I think I <laughs> would, too. I'm sorry, and, and let me buy you a new Jenga. Right? <laughs> But if you're, if, uh, but that's also because I tend to go to all the same bars, right? Like I guess, but I feel like even if I was in a strange even if it was bar, like a, a strange bar, you'd be and like, I threw up in the jungle. I mean, I wouldn't. You you just did like a pass motion. I don't think I would pass it to the person. I think I would you be would like, hold it and be like, I'm putting is, this in the trash. This, this is like, mine. This is now. my Jenga. I threw up in it. How much was it? And and how much can I pay you to clean up any drippings? Right. That happened. What I certainly wouldn't do like, is put it back, put on, it the back on the shelf <laughs> for someone to find. Like days later. Yeah. Oh, who the knows? Because not later. an everyday thing. No, it's not. Absolutely not. So, so I did not, you know what? And they could have been lying. Uh, but I don't think they were. Who lies about mm-hmm. that? And I certainly, at like 10 o'clock with like six more hours of shift uh-huh. to go, was not going to inspect no. it. No. That is garbage. Throw nope, that in the garbage I outside. I tipped it into the trash and took out the trash immediately. Yes. And I was like, fresh can. And Done. honestly, I bought all their drinks and just mm-hmm. like took it half of them out of our tips and half of them out of the bar because I was, was like, nice well, yeah. you yeah. know, like, <laughs> you, first of all, like, that's trauma. Honestly, yeah. like, yeah. That's a story I would tell years later is like one of the grossest things I'd would, ever encountered. And you would be like, I was at South. Let me give you their address. There yes. Was, they don't have Jenga. They just have boxes of vomit. Yeah, it's just <laughs> vomit. Yeah, the Yelp review would have been a nightmare. I'm like, I had Artie on the show who owns South yes. now yesterday, and now I'm like, your bar has Jenga's full of vomit in it. <laughs> <laughs> How I turned. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it's funny because South is definitely not like rock venue. Everybody gets no, too screwed no. up and like 
vomit and stuff no. energy, no. which is why I think it was really surprising to people. Yeah. But I'm also like, I, I fear, I'm like, those people, like, what, how were they dispensing the Jenga, right? Like, were they reaching hands into the cylinder or did they like pour it out oh. on the table? Like, I'm not sure. I think it must have been a hands-in. Oh, that's so awful. Otherwise, I would have oh, been involved with the cleanup. Into that Jenga, I feel so bad. That's what I'm saying, which is why that's, I bought them yes. their drinks. Because I yes. was like, But it was nice please. of you to buy them out of your tips and not out of the bars. Well, it was half out of the bar. Yeah. And I told Paul and Dee, I was like, I bought them. Like, mm. Because they had like, I mean, they stayed. They had like seven drinks. They were like traumatized. Yeah. And I was like, please don't go. Let us buy your drinks. Like for they're you still in therapy. Like one day I reached into a Jenga. Yeah. And they go to like a yeah. family gathering. How and do they you pull trust the anything? Jenga. You can't trust any game forever. No, no, no barrel of monkeys. Oh my god, no, not, none definitely of it. not a barrel of monkeys. Right? Like it's terrible. <laughs> like Twister. Right. I have I to see <laughs> everything I yeah. reach into for yes. the rest of forever. History. Yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. serious. That is serious. So like, uh, I I wanted them to be to stay regular so I was like this is terrible this doesn't happen please <laughs> stay and have some beverages <laughs> on us you know yeah um, it was gnarly and, and then they tipped me beautifully which was so nice because oh, nice. they under like she was a baker and I don't know what mm. he did but like they understood they understood that yeah all the Jengas don't have so really drink. like I paid for the drinks they had out of my tips and from they, them and it was fine you know it all like, came out in the wash yeah exactly Exactly, because people are good people. But yeah, puke in the Jenga. It was. I have intense. a disgusting story about puke. It's not that disgusting, but it's a little disgusting that happened to me. Oh, please. Or no. I have somebody else's story about peeing in the wrong place. All right. Uh. I'll tell my story about someone we both know, who I won't mention, I'll tell you after air, <laughs> came in to Commonwealth mm-hmm. one night when mm-hmm. I was working. Um, he came after a long he? night of drinking. It's a Great. he. He came after a long night of husband? drinking. It is not your husband. <laughs> okay, just checking. He knew I was about to open a new bar. Right. He came in. He did a shot of Jameson. And then, like, puked a little bit on the bar. Oh. Like, a little bit. Like, oh. like, an inch by an inch. Like, oh. just like... Like, and a, like a little puke came dollar. out. Like, yeah, yes, exactly. Like a little puke Is came out. Is this person a bar owner? No. Okay. And he wiped it with his arm. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is that and the then, worst part to me? Is that the worst part to me? And then asked me for a job and made a comment about my tits. <laughs> oh, what? I was like, oh, that's the worst part of the story. But then you like double and triple down on it. Right. I did not expect wiping your puke off a bar with your own arm to be the third most offensive part of that yeah. story. Wow. I, I did not hire him. No. No. Yeah. That's, so that's oh man. That's like I remember uh Working at a bar that I won't name, Mm -hmm. and somebody coming in to apply to a bar, and they like put their application in, and Mm. then they stayed and drank, right? Yes, and got too drunk. Yes, 
Not a good look. And that thing where you like ask someone to leave and it's like a choose your own adventure, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like there are two very clear paths. Mm-hmm. Where like if you're too drunk and someone asks you to leave a bar, there's the path I take. Yes. Which, and thankfully this hasn't happened. Actually, I can't remember the last time it happened, but would I? Anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I would be mortified. Yes. And just leave. Yes. Right? I never understand. And be like, I'm so sorry. I never understand. The other path. The other path. Because I have been asked to leave a bar once. I was mortified. And I said, oh my God. And I left. And the rest of my friends stayed and argued. And I was like in a cab halfway home by the time they finished arguing. You will never argue your way into staying at a bar and let me come back. Like if a bar has asked you to leave, you will never ever. I have never been like, oh, that's persuasive. Yeah. I like, good argument. Good took argument. The yes. Step to ask stay you to here. leave, but please stay. stay. I was wrong. Because when you ask someone to leave, it's major. It's, it's the last. Like yeah. We want your money. Yeah, we have exhausted we all stay. other options for we, you to be in public. We know how to like tell you to behave yeah. in a in a way that will not alienate you. Yeah. And we have all these steps for making it be okay. So the, by the time we tell you to leave, you really need to leave. Right. And if you're like, nope, I'm going to argue, you're not, it's not going to go well. It's so bad. It's no so one bad. has ever gotten, has uh, ever, I would think, argued mm. their way into staying at a no, place. No, no. Once I tell you to leave, it's and if done. And if you think you have, it's because the cops are coming. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right? True. That's the other That's thing. If you're like, oh, good, I won this argument. And right. you like relax. And you relax and in your seat. It's yeah. because you've been so scary and belligerent that the person behind the bar is calling Just the call police. the cops. And they're like, just leave them there, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I once turned all the lights up and I said, nobody is getting a drink until this guy leaves. Ooh, that is so yeah. good. Yeah. Let them handle yeah. it. And I was like, let's see what happens now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just stood there with my arms crossed. It's great. Yeah. You're like, I'm behind the bar. Yep. I don't need to handle it. I'm like, you and people are like, I want to, oh, can I have another? I'm like, nope. Not till that, that guy, guy out. <laughs> Get that guy out and then we'll talk. Yes. I interrupted your story. Charlene, that is so fantastic. <laughs> use it. I, no, that is exactly, I'm like putting that in my heart yep. because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. there's that guy where you're like sizing yourself up versus him yep. and you're like, if this guy doesn't want to leave, what am I going to do? What am I going to yeah. do? Yes. Like, what is my yeah course of action here? Like, I don't ever like calling the cops. No. I don't ever want to call the cops on people. I have had bad nights in bars. Like, I, yeah. you know, like, I have had friends who had bad nights in bars, and calling the cops on them it's would not... have been the difference probably between them surviving and not surviving, to be honest. Yeah. Because, like, we go to bars to get fucked up. Yes. Like, hopefully socially friendly fucked up. Yes. But, like... But you never know. We're human. Yeah. Right? And that space to be human is something that is liminal yeah. in a bar, right? Yeah. And it's sort of, it, it, it 
goes back and forth. So, like, I always want to give people the opportunity to come back tomorrow and try again. Yes, exactly. To just be like, hey, like, just go. This is great. Let's just, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And it's fine. And just, it's we're fine. Done for, and I, we're and, done for and the day. And you're welcome back tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Like, tonight. Yes. But if I have to call the cops, you're not coming back. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And if you do something damaging to someone else. You're not coming back. You're not coming back. Yeah. Because it's a party, but it's also a business. Yeah. And also, it's my conscience. Yes. Which is like yes. a whole nother thing, right? Like, uh, how and you're you responsible for all those people. Right. Not just that one, but you're no, responsible for all, all of them. them. And all of their safety yeah. is in your hands. Like, it's intense. It's a you big know? job. It's a big job. And so, like, I I always try to err on, like, human to human. Yes. Having this thing happen. But definitely, like, big dudes with nothing to lose. Especially, mm-hmm. like, Hanks was, like, all yeah. about that. Like, big dudes with nothing to lose just, like, coming in. Yes. And trying to assert shit. Yeah. All over the place. That, I mean, that seems like, like, that's, I said it before, that's very close to the jail. Yeah. That's like, I just got out of jail. Yeah. I had a rough night. Let me, like, take it out on somebody. I mean, yeah, it was, well, it was also like this, it's also very close to the trains. Mm, Yes. So I actually got a little less of, like, the it's jail, let's fuck somebody up. more the train. And more like, I'm in New York City. Oh, let okay. me exp- like I'm allowed to behave. It's sort of like New Orleans behavior. My sister in law was mm-hmm. a bartender in New Orleans, and okay. she always talks about how like New or- you've heard of New Orleans. I know you're. I've a heard of it. New I haven't been. I haven't been, but I've heard of it. I, it's on my list. Oh <laughs> my god! Can I just like when mm-hmm. travel is allowed, uh-huh. just like put a pin in a trip to New Orleans? Yes. It's on together. the list. It's we'll, on the list. We'll grab, we'll grab Ooh, Lauren. together? Yeah. Yes! Yes, we'll grab yes. Lauren, we'll grab it's Leon, every, we'll grab Everybody, Stuart. you we're heard like, this, we're all yeah, going to New Orleans. A New Orleans trip would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, so yeah, my my sister-in-law was a bartender in Just New so Orleans. you know, I go to bed early. Go on. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> perfect. I love to know that. Um, I think the bar's closed by two down there. So oh, perfect. Um, yeah. So, um, and we don't have to stay to close. It's okay. Um... <laughs> All fun. I love how you're making it okay. Okay, good. I so I feel like there are two things we're gonna have to get back to because I cut off your story and I don't remember what it was, but I don't the people what might that story was. Okay. And then something about New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so right. So like uh what were we saying about New Orleans? I don't know. It's Stuart, gone. roll the tape. It's gone. <laughs> roll the tape. I love this setup so much. We can't do it. We don't have that capacity. It's so good. Um, Wait, so, okay. We're talking about bad behavior. Bad behavior. I think you were going to tell me a story about how you threw somebody out of Hank's. No, you threw somebody out of a place that you don't want to mention. Right. Oh, yeah, that was a different place, actually, funnily enough. Um, Uh. But that I was, but then I segued uh, and did not hit that, and then I was into <laughs> talking about my sister-in-law in New Orleans. Yeah, it's gone. Um, that's fine. 
Um, I don't really remember. People can write in and ask, and maybe we'll remember. Maybe we'll remember. All right. What time is it? It's oh, it's kind of late. We've been here for at least an hour. I guess oh hey, <laughs> I guess we should wrap it up. Great. I did not have time for the you won't believe the fucking day I had, which is fine, because we got a lot of good stories in. <laughs> Um, Were they good stories? I don't know. We'll find out when I listen to this sober. So, so. Um, in the meantime, and I should have probably asked you before we were on oh, yeah. tape, um, do you have any GoFundMes for any bars that you've been working at that you want to promote? Ooh, I don't. Okay. I do. Right. Oh, but let me say that yes. um, I am a supporter of Sip Tip Survive. Sip Tip Survive. Which is on Instagram, which is bartenders uh, doing virtual shifts. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, which is really great. So if that you're a bartender great. in New York City or elsewhere and would like to uh, get a virtual shift where you make a cocktail, teach people to make a cocktail, and then entertain for a couple of hours oh, virtually on Instagram. Yeah, my friend Sip Jeff. Tip survive. Sip Tip Survive. Um, is a resource for bartenders uh, to do virtual shifts and make a little bit of cash. That sounds great. So they're on Instagram at Sip Tip Survive. Um, And if you want to support our staff at Hinterlands, uh, you can send us a tip at Hinterlands Bar uh, through Venmo. You can send us a tip um, to Minnie's Bar BK. Um, you can buy a t-shirt or a bandana or a hoodie. We just got some more hoodies in. Um, and support your local businesses and your local takeout. And um, I didn't realize this was an issue, but make sure if you're getting uh, food to go that you tip the person packaging the food because those are servers that would normally be waiting on you and they're bagging your stuff and making sure it's the right thing and getting everything together and they deserve a tip for that they work for tips um and on that note yep uh thank you ashley atkinson it was great having you it's my pleasure i'm charlene wellington and this has been i know the owner we did it yay we did it